Praise the Lord. Thanks for tuning into the Unsearchable Riches podcast. I hope and pray that you're doing good. This is the 12th episode of the Slender Path series. I call it Separated and Sanctified. A born-again experience leads to the newness of life through salvation from Jesus. The first man and woman had traded their abundance, authority, and relationship with God to the serpent's worldview. And that's how they fell short of God's glory, brought disgrace, and had put him to shame. Their days were numbered and God subjected to toil, pain, and death. God is not only a righteous judge, but is also gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and of great kindness. That is how they were pardoned from the immediate strike of death. They got separated from God's presence, but out of their free will, they still had the option to repent and ask for forgiveness. However, that didn't happen at that moment. Realizing that the cause of separation from God is sin, one who has attained the newness of life should proactively distance themselves from sin. Sin exists in this world, and the father of it is the fallen angel. Save yourselves from this untoward generation was one of the prominent statements by Apostle Peter. It was the first sermon by him written in Acts chapter 2, after being filled by the Holy Spirit on the day of the Pentecost. I'll talk about the Holy Spirit in the next episode. For now, let's look at the need of the hour, which is to be saved, separated, and sanctified. What does it mean to separate? Why is this generation termed as powers? Also, why should and how can one live a life separated? In Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, Apostle Paul beseeches us to present our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. Not to be conformed to this world, but to be transformed by the renewing of the mind. If we are entangled with the desires of this world, we distance ourselves from God. Doing so paves the way to sin and holiness becomes a distant dream. What occurs is the continuous cycle of sinning, repenting, asking for forgiveness, and again sinning. This is the worst condition in which one can be. Renewing happens once and is not repetitive. Abuse of God's grace is nothing but crucifying Jesus again. When that happens, one puts God to open shame, which is actually the desire of the enemy. Hebrews chapter 6 describes this. That's the reason the word of God asks us to be sober and vigilant at all times. Separation from sin means to evade ourselves from anything and everything which does not glorify God. The best example is a diehard fan of a particular team or a political party. Right from the fridge magnets to tattoos including attire, wallpapers, accessories, even the imitation of walk and talk. These distinguish them from an enormous crowd. You see how differently we base them according to these. I don't intend you to do so, but note that when you immerse or surround yourself with something as such, it has a direct impact on thoughts, actions, and deeds. Anything which is being given a place instead of God or above Him is 100% idol worship. Does it mean to stop supporting them Think about the difference between use and abuse, also support and dedicate. While we are in this living body, there is always a war between desire and conscience. The 
Bible terms this as a war between the flesh and the spirit. The desire to do or follow something which is unholy comes first through a thought. That's the reason why discernment is important to one and if we attain it through God, there is no match to it. Sin is not just through action, but is firstly committed through a thought. Jesus said if you look at one with lust, you've committed adultery in the heart. If you look at one with hate, you've committed murder in the heart. Even thinking of anything unholy has a judgment attributed to it. That's the level of holiness the Word of God brings us to. It's not just about being good and doing good. It is also about thinking, living, and preaching good. Through salvation, one has become a new creation. In order to maintain that newness and attain fullness, one has to never return to the former ways. We have already buried it through repentance, forgiveness, salvation, and water baptism. What now awaits is a new beginning and a fresh path to righteousness. Walking in that is to be separated and stay distinct. It is heart-wrenching that many have attained the newness of life but continue to have traces of worldly pleasures or deeds. But whereas life and doctrine have become the new norm, that's why you see people terming faith or religion as a leash since it stops them from fulfilling a perverse desire. To live in denial is the only way one can commit to them, but the fact of the matter is that it can never bury the truth forever. If one does not have a sound doctrine and faith, they are tossed back and forth, carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. Ephesians chapter 4 briefs about this. We all know how important a foundation is to anything, so is the right religious faith and set of beliefs. The words in the Bible are being twisted to one's gain. There are various debates about the doctrine of repentance, types of baptisms, the doctrine of Trinity, Holy Spirit, end times, and eternity. 2 Peter chapter 3 verse 16 states that the unlearned and unstable people twist the scriptures to their own destruction. It warns us not to be led away due to their wicked error. As Jesus had revealed and the prophets had prophesied, it is a sure sign of the end times. New kinds of gospels, doctrines, preachings, miracles, and signs are being put forth not only to deceive one but also to gain riches on earth. Though the Bible emphasizes to spot these, it is devastating that many overlook and deny. Faith has become a mask to commit sin and healing has become a clown show in one's own style. It is very important to read and understand the Word of God. Its discernment can then be used to identify and stay away from human-made traditions, rituals, and cults. Romans chapter 16 verse 17 urges us to note those who cause divisions and offenses contrary to the sound doctrine and avoid them. The reason for this series is to let you know that Christianity doesn't stop at merely being called a Christian or by accepting Jesus as one savior. There is more to it and that's why it makes the path slender but the outcome an everlasting glory. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verses 9 to 10 states that fornicators, idolaters, adulterers, homosexuals, sodomites, thieves, covetous, drunkards, revilers, extortioners will not inherit the kingdom of God. If you look at the happenings across the world, the first question that comes to a sane person's mind is, to which direction is the world going towards? 
nation against nation, people against people, people against nature, people against values and people against God. Taking something for granted and abusing it has become one's ordeal. This was the same reason for the great flood during the days of Noah that had consumed everything that existed on the earth. God's covenant and immeasurable grace is the only reason why a new beginning was gifted. Perverseness and heresies were the prime reason for this doom. Sodom and Gomorrah is a classic example of many detestable sins which God has abhorred. It sent as a wake-up call for all the nations around. 2 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 14 Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness, and what communion has light with darkness? I'll talk about three aspects of light according to the scriptures. God is the incomprehensible light, and His word is a lamp to our feet. God also wants us to be the light of the world. In order to do so, we ought to have that communion with God, without which we can never be the light. Also, the scriptures state that our eyes are the lamp of the body. What you choose to see through it brings either light or darkness. Sinning and repenting at this point yield nothing, but overcoming sin by relying on God to show a way out is a blessing. Even the world says that a person is known by the company they keep. There is a thin line between stepping away versus staying and hating. Out of the free will, one can either move away or tag along and hate themselves or God. I'm not asking you to hate such people because if you do so, you will never pray about them. If you don't, who else will? The second greatest commandment of Jesus is to love your neighbor as thyself. If you are saved and are on a separated path, shouldn't your dear one of the world as well be? You don't have to be a part of that evil act and then share the truth. Step outside of it and then ask God to pay ways for bringing them into the light. While your life itself is a testimony, Fervent prayers will also draw them nearer to God. What about those who are married and have a partner indulging in deeds as such? In Matthew chapter 5, verse 32, Jesus said, Anyone who divorces his wife, except for sexual immorality, makes her the victim of adultery. Over here, fasting and prayer is the key. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 to 5 states that, In the last days, perilous times will come. For people will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, and from such people turn away. Kindly remember that the one who pleases the world can never please God. Obviously, if you're not of the world, the world will hate you. That's the reason Jesus said the world hated him before it had hated his followers. This is not uncommon, but a proof that you're drawing away from sin and moving on to perfection to bear the righteous fruits. Not just being saved, but overcoming the world is a necessity to present ourselves as holy before God and be exempted on the day of the eternal judgment. This is the third step of the slender path. I appreciate you taking the time and listening to this podcast. Take care, stay safe, and God bless you.